Gospel this day, a reading from the book of St. Luke in the second chapter. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they, that is Mary and Joseph, brought him up, that is Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined to be the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I want to start this morning with a question. What do you do with a baby? Now, that's a really interesting question for most men. Because when we get handed a baby, they don't come with really good handles. But it happens. And I was reminded by a colleague of mine of something that I had told him about 15, 20 years ago that one of my parishioners had told me. This parishioner had 
lived at that point in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and he was headed on a small bus trip all the way across to see relatives of his who lived in Halifax. They'd made a pit stop in a place called Pembroke. Not a big little place. But in that bus station at that time around Christmas, there's a lot of coming and going because Pembroke is one of those points where you can go several directions on buses. And he notices this woman with this child. And the woman walks up to him and says, Oh, here, hold this, and hands him a baby. Now, being like most males, he's all thumbs. But he grabs hold of the child and manages to get it snuggled a bit. The woman says, I'll be right back. Forgot my personal washroom. Heads down towards the bathrooms. Gets almost to the bathroom door. Takes a quick right and disappears into the crowd. Now, at this moment, he's standing there in a dead panic. He's got a baby and no mother, or whom he assumes is the mother. So in wisdom, he goes, no, I need help. And this is the best part. This guy goes to ask for help. That's not our first inclination, by the way. But he goes to ask for help. And at the desk, they put out an announcement. Is anyone missing a child? And this woman comes from all the way across the terminal and goes, Ha! Ah, my baby! Because it turns out this baby's been stolen. Now what do you do with a baby? What do we do with a baby here? Because, see, this baby is not like any other baby. This baby is greeted by not one, but two prophets all at the same time. That's not usual. And what will happen is you'll notice prophecy occurs. The prophecy is great. The prophecy is wonderful. The prophecy is terrifying, just like most. And that's out of Simeon. And then you get prophecy out of Anna in this way that she too is also witnessing to this child. Not just any child. This child. And this child is destined to change everything. Now, you'll notice in the Gospel of Luke, we move right along. There's no pause in this. I would remind us that there is Matthew chapter 2. Because Jesus is going to cause all kinds of things to happen. If you don't remember Matthew chapter 2, I'll let you go back and take a look at it. Because when we get together next week, what we're going to do is we're going to pick him up where you have a power equation unlike anything the Roman Empire's ever seen. You're going to have standing in the same place at the same time 
two of the biggest power hitters they have ever seen, and they have no idea what they're doing. One is John the Baptist, who is the cousin of Jesus, and the other one is Jesus himself, who's about to get started. That's a whole nother story for later. On the other hand, this baby has the power to do all kinds of things. And I saw this happen last week. And I'll leave this with you because we're not done with Christmas. I needed to get something at a store as I'm coming out. This older gentleman says to me, hey, young fella. And I'm kind of looking at him going, all right, how old do you think I am? And he says, I need a little help. Can I ask a favor? I said, sure. He said, I need a boost. I said, yeah, no problem. I said, where's your, where's your vehicle? He says, my truck's right here. Uh-huh. And I paused for a moment. He says, no, no, it's all right. I got cables. Fine. No problem at all. And we're chatting back and forth. We're having a great time. And he gets his truck boosted. Everything's fine. And he's taking the cables off. And I'm standing outside my vehicle. And I said to him, hey, by the way, Merry Christmas. Right there. Full stop. All of a sudden, I'm getting Stonewall face. And he goes, yeah. Jumps in his truck and takes off. He's got a problem with Christmas. I don't know how big it is, but Jesus is giving him trouble, and I just nudged him. Jesus is still causing trouble. Keep that in mind today. Because, see, we're not done with Christmas. Christmas goes on into next year. And we have two really hard jobs to do. The first is this. we got to stop today in the midst of all that going on and go, no, wait a minute. I'm going to think about this whole year that's passing. Or for some of us, like our Christian brothers and sisters in Australia and New Zealand, it already went by. They're already on 2024. But we've got to stop and ponder a few things. And then number two, the other hard part is this. We've got to keep Christmas going because it's not done yet and God's not done yet. For the glory of the kingdom, amen.